Instagram age that we live in has made it hypersensitive, hyper big issue, and it, and it's and it things change and move so quickly, and what's what's good and bad is out there for everyone to see. Hi everyone, welcome to episode seven of Sam and Dan Chat. Episode seven, which by virtue of sheer numerical value, I suppose is the perfect and complete episode. The doctor's here. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, good. I was enjoying that introduction. Mm. Just came to me. It was learned. It wasn't prepped, was it? No, not at all. Uh, if anything, it actually wasn't. If anything, um, sort of minus preparation for this one. Uh, it's December the something. We're into December recording this. Can you believe it? How fast the year goes. I was going to ask you whether you've got your tree yet, Hamesy. Um, but then I remembered we bought a fake one last year. It's a fake one. Are you going to reuse that? Yes, sir. It's been it's been it's been out since last year. It was meant to go in the loft, but it never went there. Actually, at this intersection, James, if we could have some Christmassy uh, sort of bells underneath. <laughs> Cheers. Have you got a real tree? Not yet. Thinking of? Possibly tomorrow. Big. Yeah, I think I think I'll go real, but uh, then again, probably won't have much say in it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no comment on that. Yeah, any more crime to report? No more crime, which is a shame. We have been discussing doing a uh, a live episode from a stakeout. But what we need is a sponsor. So if if we say that a budget tyre on a Mini 1 costs around 60 to £70, pounds, yeah. plus a few Diet Cokes and some donuts for us, Mm-hmm. <laughs> If some, if we could find an an angel investor that's willing to put eighty quid into this podcast, then we, I'm willing to park my mini that in the same spot, put it in harm's way, get a nail. For, in the name of entertainment, yeah. Well, so, and and justice. Well, of course. So, if anyone out there is listening, and you got a bit of cash kicking around, um. Let us know, and we will see if we can make it work. And if you want, maybe, maybe this sponsor could sit in the back seat of the car with us, <laughs> and they could, we could make it sort of a VIP experience. It was starting off like a reward; it's become something close to a punishment. <laughs> well, no, <laughs> sit in the back of the car. It's not. Pun- it's a hospitality experience. You come and watch yeah, Sam and Dan record live, and capture a, a criminal in the process. Um. I'm slightly talking nonsense because I'd like to try and find a segue into what we're going to talk about, but I haven't managed to do it. So, despite the lack of segue, we're going to talk about body image. Big one. It's a big subject, isn't it? It's a very big subject. And maybe, I mean, we, we spoke a little bit just before we came on air. Came on air? Started recording. And... Um, there's lots, probably lots of different avenues you can go down with this one. So we don't, we, we, there's no way we're going to cover it all or try and solve anything. But to open it up, maybe to, maybe to define what we mean by body image. I'm looking at you, Hamesy. 
Um, I think we both agree that it goes further than perhaps just the, the physical mm. body. So one's body is obviously a big part of it, but we're we in agreement that actually it, it, it captures more than that. Yeah, I think we're talking about how we how we present ourselves or think of ourselves um, in the eyes of other people, maybe. So what we look like, so down to like figure, fat versus muscle, all mm-hmm. of that stuff, but also hair, clothing. Um, there's all kinds of elements of that you could get into. Yeah. Um, some of them we probably won't even be able to touch on in this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. But certainly our our kind of view of ourselves. Almost, almost like it's almost like about how you look at yourself through the eyes of other people, isn't it? How will people see me? Think of me. What conclusions will they draw from me if I show up with the, a new haircut or mm. uh, drastically slimmed down or now with huge bulging biceps or whatever? Those kind of questions, isn't it? Yeah. So that that thing about what people's what what people how people see us is quite central to this. So yeah. I was thinking before and um, I was asking Katie for her thoughts. I thought that'd be wise to get a female perspective as well. And we were saying there's, generally speaking, there's maybe two ways you could you could approach this. So for some people, it's this this issue, the issue of body image is, is, is solely about what others think of us. So it's it's how others see us is wanting to look good in others' eyes and impress and being being worried about that. For others, maybe actually that's less of an issue and and it focuses more on doesn't matter what how how many compliments you receive or what people say to you in in a positive light. It's how you see it's how you see yourself. So when you when you look at yourself, you see the same, regardless of what yeah. people are saying, even if that's good. Are they different? I think they are different, slightly different yeah. views. Yeah. But it still it still centers on how people see us, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. So maybe yeah, maybe there are some people who are, who are very concerned about how they look and tightly control it, so that when they're with other people, they know everything's fine. I'm hiding whatever my spots or something about me that I don't like but then there might be other people who are like no matter what I do yeah. and no matter how much people say no no you look great you're not fat or uh, I don't know whatever it is you don't look weird they're like but I do yeah yeah so that is slightly different it's related isn't it but it's slightly different they're slightly different approaches and maybe all of us have a bit of all of that sometimes in different ways yeah yeah that's important to say, isn't it? I, I don't think I don't think I've met many people in life who would be exempt from this <laughs> from this issue. Would you? I, I think whether we know it or not, I, f- I feel like it's so it's such a central thing to who we are, and it's and it's so personal. It goes right to the maybe right to the core of who yeah. who we are okay. as humans. I I. I just don't think anyone can be completely untouched by no. by it. 
personally. And I think everybody knows the experience of seeing a photo of yourself or a bit of video of yourself and you're like, oh, is that how I look? Or, or hearing a recording of your voice, for example, on the podcast and being like, I was going to say, you did how I sound. You did exactly that at my wedding. And that's <laughs> maybe we can yeah. talk about that later. But <laughs> everyone's Everyone had that experience. That. Yeah. Even um, I thought with this the other day, um, when you're in a uh, like a fitting room in a shop and they've got a mirror on every wall, and I remember doing it there one time, and I was just like, oh, I've never seen myself from behind before. Back of my head. Very weird. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Does Stuff Chris like the that. Barber not show you the back of your head? <laughs> he shows true. me the massive mole on the back of my head every time he does a skin thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. You're aware of that. I'm aware of, like, oh, my ears stick out from the back. Quite <laughs> yeah, a lot. yeah. See, there you go. It's case in point. It is, isn't you, it? We can reference it straight away. Yeah, you know what things you know you're exactly like. what you don't like. I can remember when I was at primary school, these couple of lads who were a bit older than me would. It was a, it was a feeble attempt at bullying, which didn't really work. They were like, you've got a big nose. And I was, in my head, I was like, I don't think I have. I was like, <laughs> I think I said to them, I think my ears are big. <laughs> and they were like, yeah. <laughs> that was that. <laughs> I got in big trouble once because my PE teacher had particularly large ears and uh, he overheard me calling him the FA Cup. I got called that a bit at school. Did yeah. you? Yeah. I think it's quite, it's quite a good one, but. It's like people wanted to win me. That's how I thought of it. Oh, nice. I didn't. But that's what your mum would say if you went yeah, home. When you, they say that well, because they, they just want they to win. You're really valuable. Yeah, they think you're a trophy dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, interesting. Slight tangent, but so everyone can pick out those those things, yeah. those points yeah. straight away, and I I imagine that would be the case. And most of that stuff, it's fair to say, is um, is is we're probably wrong to be worried about it. Um, like my ears are bigger than yours no big deal hmm. you know, most of that stuff is irrelevant isn't it there are some there are, I guess there are things that um, even like beyond childhood and the kind of shallow comparison stuff that happens when you're younger stuff that is that is a bit deeper a bit more lasting um, and that's maybe is that a slightly different question mm. yeah perhaps we can't Paint it all with the same brush. Because it's easy it's easy to go, oh, we're gonna talk about body image and the, the basically the, the conclusion is you should learn to love yourself, none of it matters, as long as you're beautiful on the inside, like just chill out. Like, yeah. Is that a bit a bit simplistic? I think yeah, it probably is. I think that's a bit naive. Which is maybe what some people would want to say. I think that's quite would be quite a popular message today. Yeah. Um So when you say things are so things are a bit more lasting. Yeah. Such such as um, I mean, an, an extreme example, maybe, but it's an important one, would be if there's someone who has a physical disability. Yeah. Um, that is not, um, that's not an easy thing to live with in a practical way, but it's also also always going to be there in terms of how do people see me. Yeah. Um, so we'll all, we'll all probably know people. Um, there may be people listening who have some kind of visible disability or something about their body which would be not shared by most other people Mm. and you can't you can't just tell those people ah chill out because that that can actually be quite a difficult thing to um to live with and it will be for the rest of their life that people notice it and they might notice people's reactions to them in public and stuff Whereas now I'm an adult, nobody mentions my big ears. 
It's really interesting because I listened to I was listening to an interview with um, Richard Osman mm. off uh, the quiz shows, and he yeah. writes books and stuff. And he's six foot seven. That's and tall, isn't he? He's it? really tall, and he said, um, "That's that's exactly what you just described for him." Mm. So he's lived with his height as as such an issue his whole life, and he said it doesn't go a day without people commenting on it. What's and the weather like up there? Exactly that yeah. that kind of stuff. And he said actually a lot, but a lot of the time it can be quite it can be people trying to compliment. Yeah. But he was just he just said it's just it's just the point of people pointing it out and making a thing of it. So even if people said, oh, you know, you're tall. I don't know how you would compliment a tall person, but if they're framing it in a good way even because it's drawing attention to it yeah. he said that that very fact then then ingrains this issue for him and it was really interesting I hadn't really thought about it but like that so even if it's a positive mm-hmm. <laughs> twist on it 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 runs quite deep and that highlights that some things are relative aren't they so for certainly for lads it's generally considered better to be taller yeah so like I'm under six foot and lots of people would see six foot as like a kind of gold standard of if you're six foot or above, that's good. But then, yeah, what, six five? Maybe a bit tall. Yeah, it's really weird. Yeah, it's, yeah. Who said Who said that's the rules? Yeah. Um, and I maybe would, like, growing up would have thought, I wish I was a bit taller or a bit bigger, like more muscular. Yeah. Um, but then there'll be people who are six foot seven and are like oh, I wish I wasn't because people just keep talking about it yeah so it's quite that's quite an interesting one it's all quite relative and things change mm-hmm. um, like how in in the 90s and maybe the early 2000s there's a lot of discussion about like female fashion models and how they were all far too slim too skinny and it was like setting a dangerous precedent that you you get young girls to expect they've got to be like that. And that's really changed now. I'm sure it still happens, but there's much more like publicity for like plus size models and mm. all this much more talk about and being proud of your body, whatever your, whatever your shape and size. And you see that on, you know, shop adverts and stuff now, fashion adverts. Yeah. Uh, much more, uh, just a, just a change. Yeah. So these things, some of it is quite relative and shifts over time. Shifts with society's view on what is what is optimal. Yeah. To me. Yeah. Because even in my little notes, I put down like ancient Greek times. I don't think it's new. I think the Instagram age that we live in has made it hyper- Hypersensitive, hyper big issue, and it, and it's and it things change and move so quickly, and what's what's good and bad is out there for everyone to see. But even in like ancient Greek times, they had a an Im- they had a probably a consensus on on beauty, on what was what was good and what was bad in in that light. Mm. So I don't think it's new to us now is it maybe it's maybe it's heightened and and it, and people are pe- more people are more aware of what the general consensus of society is but i think throughout the ages there's always been that that shifting relativity that you talk about yeah yeah which is just interesting because it seems to come back to the person so often and our, our own 
our own, um, I don't want to say striving, but aiming to reach this kind of weirdly defined view of what beauty is or what the norm is, if you like. Yeah, yeah. It's it's an interesting one. I would say uh, maybe this is something that people wouldn't naturally want to say, but I think theologically, I do think I want to say be- there is such a thing as beauty, objective beauty. Mm. Um, I think it's become popular to say, um, you know, like in kind of modern art stuff or like in certain certain musical spheres and stuff, it's become common to say like there's not really any such thing as beauty. So beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Yeah. It like puts beauty completely in the realm of your personal opinion. And so it kind of removes the idea that there is some there is such a thing as beauty that you can kind of aim for and be close to or closer to than something else. I I'm just not sure that, that works biblically like God is the highest truest beauty. Mm. and uh, even if we're not talking about physical appearance there is that means there is such a thing as beauty and there is such a thing as ugliness and to some degree that's got to be captured in physical appearance the physical yeah so the bible is happy to talk about some people as being particularly good looking which is interesting like like yeah. king david and jesus also, wasn't Apparently. Yeah, at least not on the cross. Yeah, that's that chapter is, oh, is, that I think is about the cross. I yeah, think yeah, yeah, when it yeah. says he had no nothing about him that we should desire him, I think it's talking about the cross. Okay, yeah. Psalm forty-five, it talks about Jesus being um, the chief among ten thousand, most yeah. beautiful. So beautiful. Um, so that's interesting. <laughs> Sorry, I I think I don't know. I just. It's difficult then. I'm not. I'm not about to then say because of that. I'm going to lay out what a beautiful person is to look at or anything like that. I'm not sure you can do that. Um, and what's the danger that I either, based on my securities or insecurities, describe either myself <laughs> or the opposite of myself, depending on how I'm feeling about myself <laughs> that day. But I just, I just think it's one thing you have. We have to bear in mind. In it is like the contemporary world says there's no such thing as beauty or ugliness and we actually like playing with ugliness and like we like playing with dark stuff and we kind of like to mix it in a bit do you know what I mean like art art and culture like doesn't mind that Hmm. playing with those things and toying with the boundaries Hmm. but I just think if if we want to look if we think if I think to myself I would like to look beautiful and attractive yeah um i don't think it's a bad thing and i don't think it's a bad thing that we might have a shared sense of what that is it can be really unhealthy and an obsession and Mm. can be full of insecurity but i just think as a concept that there is such a thing as beauty i just you can't get around that i don't think no is that i I think that's no i do think that's right i don't think it's a I don't think it's a bad. I think it's like you say the 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 crucial bit is where that tips and becomes an unhealthy desire and pursuit, isn't it? Yeah. So, like with anything, maybe it's 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 that balance of wanting to wanting to pursue it or achieve it or whatever, and yet not letting it 
rule you and define you and ultimately be everything that you are. Maybe I think we probably touched on that in different episodes for different contexts, but yeah, I feel like the human nature is to is actually to go too far. Yeah. I think it's a very hard thing to see it objectively as a true thing and say I'm gonna I'm gonna go after that but not not too much. Yeah, it's hard as maybe it? yeah. I'm trying to think of personal experiences of it. Yeah. Maybe not um not like no, maybe it is looks, but I remember when I was at university I in my first year I went to university and I was desperate to get bigger, that bigger. And it it kind of stemmed from needing to get bigger for university rugby because you just, I felt like I had to be bigger to survive. And you were just a little fella before that, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, But like I would come back back from training and have like 20 nuggets and a pack of cookies for dinner and stuff. (laughs) And like, I think I've got like 110 kilos or something like that. Mad. What are you now, about 100? A little less? Yeah, well, yeah. According to a few people, I'm less than that, but 110 is big. So, but point being, I, I thought that was out of like necessity for playing, but I think I probably walked the line hmm. of going after that too much and caring too uh, far too much about that. Not for a long time, but I think initially, and that's yeah, maybe there's crossover with sport, which is is slightly weird because some to some level it's a necessity and you know if you want to do well then maybe you do have to be bigger and stronger and fitter but I think that we actually mentioned body image in our sports episode and we said we should do it mm, yeah, because we, we were talking about running and people run for fitness and all the rest of it but there's there's a really fine line between well-being and doing it for good reasons and then yeah. and then dropping over and maybe I maybe I walked that line and, and fell over stepped over it a few times yeah because it's so easy to go from I want to be big for rugby to I want to be big because I like I like the sort of stuff that comes with it or the way that it the way that it makes you feel yeah outside of that so and ironically that's so much about what's happening inside if given that this is it's a a kind of question of how you look and appear on the outside so much of it is what's happening on the inside because it is true that generally generally speaking physical fitness is attractive like look being healthy is attractive like that is a seems to be objectively the case and it's not wrong to want to be in good shape or to do your hair nicely or you know wear makeup and jewelry or a nice watch or good clothes but it all depends what's happening on the inside like yeah. where's where is that coming from um what's driving that I guess a good question would be, you know, um, if you're happy to, like, I don't know, if you for the lads, you know, if you're on the beach, you're happy to whip your top off, and fine. If everyone goes, oh, you're looking pretty big, mm. nice. But you know, three months later, when you've not been to the gym for ages, are you still okay to whip your top off, yeah. or are you going to be like, no, I can't let anyone see that? That's quite an interesting test, isn't it? To say, are you are you relying on? that image to, to kind of feel okay yeah um, that would be quite a good little test um, or, or I don't know what the equivalent is maybe for women I know can I, you 
is it okay to pop to the shops without doing your makeup or you, or is that like a horrifying thought i don't know yeah no it probably runs into eating and diet and that kind of thing as well and yeah. we're both completely unqualified to talk about that in any depth i think but i've certainly had times where i've been really focused on health and fitness and i've it's it's become it's not become an issue for me, fortunately. I'm, I'm fortunate to have always had a, a fairly healthy take on it, I think. But I can definitely pick out times, even if it's a few weeks or months, where I've it's maybe been a bit antisocial, where I've not had a certain thing or I've gone around somebody's house and said, actually, no, I'm not having sugar, for example. Just or, a Rivita for me tonight, please. Yeah. yeah. And, and and like I say, I'm... I'm I mean, yeah, I, I haven't, I don't think that's developed into a, an issue ever, but I, I can definitely pick out times. Mm. And I, I think that's that's a similar test, isn't it, maybe? Um, I don't want to, it's a really tricky area because I don't want to start sort of diagnosing and saying if, if, if that's what you do, then there's an issue because I'm not sure that's true. But for me, I know that that's been, that's that's correlated with when I've been particularly worried about size or yeah fitness or that area so it linked. can kind of it could potentially then start to cramp other areas of your life and yeah that could yeah. be a sign i guess yeah that's an interesting one because for some people like you say maybe for sport or they're doing some kind of particular and they've got a particular focus for something you know there's a big race coming up or something you can kind of you get your head down and you say this is it for the next six weeks no refined sugar or whatever it is and you, you, it's fine to sort of shift your life around, but can are you are you making yourself unhappy? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. longer term, if you're like, you know, I'm never, I'm never gonna even look at cakes again. Yeah. Uh, or I can't, I can't go through a week without going to the gym three times or four times, and if I don't go, I almost feel bad. That's that's another kind of how compulsive is it? But then, so yeah, there's another end to that spectrum because then the flip side could people would say, and you, you touched on it a little bit, maybe culture shifting a bit more towards well, it's your it's your body, you can do what you yeah. want, and and actually you can have as many cakes as you want, and I don't think that's right either. Wish it was. My as word. many cakes, Christmas biscuits as well. The, the foxes yeah. um, selection. Mm. And the M&S ones. The ones where it's a bit more chocolate than biscuit. That's, oh, M&S oh. are so good at that. And Foxes. I could eat a whole box of those. But I'm not sure I'm not sure that's right either. I struggle, yeah. I, I do struggle with some of the, and I don't struggle with the body, body positivity stuff. Bit of a minefield, but I find it slightly dangerous when we start actively promoting that stuff. Yeah. society when, when so I, I think it's I think it's completely fine and it's good that you bring balance and you say not everyone is that you know 90s 2000s model that you mm -hmm. spoke about earlier but I think when we then start promoting the other end as really good I don't know yeah. I don't know how I feel about that because I part of me thinks it, it just by definition like it's is not that good, is it? And I think that's just a bit unhealthy, isn't it? Apart yeah. from anything else, yeah. Yeah, so, so I, I don't know if that quite mm. sits comfortably with, with me the whole time. 
can I throw another thought into this? Yeah. Which is probably unique to me compared to you is um, one thing I've thought about quite a bit um, is aging. I was going to mention the aging. impact of that because on the whole, I'm, people don't generally believe how old I am when I tell them. So my because you are look, look younger than I am. Um, you are. I mean, yeah. You remember the end of World, World War Two? <laughs> Just. <laughs> I um yeah, I've got a lot of years under my belt. Doesn't show on my face. <laughs> it really doesn't. But what I what I have noticed though is um is people of my of people of my age who have like grown up weird and stuff looking noticeably a bit older and it does kind of it makes me feel quite weird like when I see mates who've like lost a lot of hair. Yeah. Um or lads who would have been in good shape, you know, when we were at uni or something, and now seeing them, and they got a bit of a dad bod coming, and it's like, I didn't quite have that, and it's partly just I look young. It's partly that I've not, you know, spent the last eight years raising three children or something, and it's just different. Yeah, um, but that makes me feel quite weird, and I don't like it. So I, I think for me, there's definitely speaking very personally, a kind of um, a bit of an idolatry of youth. Mm. And I, I, it's like it's this classic thing. Like I would love to just stay looking young. So I quite like it that I look quite young. Yeah. But then there's these little evidences of not being so young, which is just weird. Um, yeah, interesting. So like at the beginning of lockdown was when I really thought I would like to get a bit more fit and healthy again. And I did have like just the beginnings of a bit of a like a middle aged spread around around the torso and like white hairs beginning to come through. I find that quite difficult. The, and that's I don't know does that play into why I like to go to the gym I don't know maybe um, yeah interesting but you just you just can't be like 25 forever and if you look at if you look at guys now like um, like Arnie for example yeah um, holding on holding on but there's a lot of like saggy skin yeah it's, it's just really interesting we, that's going to happen to us all um, we're all going to age and the uh, the complexions and the kind of I don't know the firm abs all of that stuff it it will all go mm. and it's that's an interesting thing to have to mm. I do wonder if some of the obsession with body image now and the the and it's an obsession of our society with youth um like it it's a it's a bit of a lie yeah um yeah. That's a whole a, a whole separate discussion of its own, but I can I can just see for myself sometimes how how I've bought into that. Um, that is it better to be young and muscular than a bit older and a bit more flabby? Probably not. But I sort of deep down think it is. Do you think that's even deeper than body image? Do you think it's? I wonder if I'm musing, but is it linked to controlling factors that we can control for as long as possible? Yeah. Because ultimately, we're we are scared of something else. Yeah, and and we don't we don't want to get old because we know that at some point death comes for us. Yeah, and um and we can't control those factors anymore. And you those factors that those controllables slip through your fingers as time wears on and you can control less and less of it. Yeah. And so that idolizing of youth 
maybe even goes beyond looks and um, body and it, it goes deeper than that and it goes uh, I'm going to control my life in it yeah. and what I can about it for as long as possible because ultimately I'm terrified of what lies on the other side yeah I don't know so yeah you can, you can, you I wonder almost, where it comes from you could almost be using the body stuff to mask uh, yeah the, the decay of aging and the <laughs> the build up of life almost it's just as it keeps going it takes its toll on you and that's that's part of living in the world we're in but we're like maybe as a society a bit in denial hmm um, quite deep in that. It is quite deep, and yet I don't think like like we've said, maybe the 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 theme that seems to be coming out is balance in a lot of this stuff. Yeah. So I don't think actually there's anything wrong with trying to hold on to keeping fit and keeping healthy in in the old age. You you don't want to succumb to old age and say, well, that's it, I'm past forty now. <laughs> yeah, I, just know, take me, <laughs> put my feet up, yeah. because I I don't think it's about that either. And um, think of my dad, who's still incredibly fit and in great shape, and still runs. But I don't think that's a bad thing, and I don't think that's him trying to grasp onto what he can control. Yeah. I think that's just being, remaining fit and staying healthy, and that's that's fine, isn't it? But it's balancing, yeah, and it's accepting that there will be things that you can't do anymore, and there will be. There will be hairstyles you can't rock, and like, you know, yeah, like, it's so true, isn't it? But it's clothes, used... you you should, clothes you just shouldn't wear anymore. Don't try and don't try and wear that anymore. And I think it yeah. does come that. I think, yeah, I think it's deeper, and it's it's also got something to do with the, with the self and our, our sense of security, yeah, and self worth and and all of that. It, it's tied up in that, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's it's so fascinating. The kind of the question that we've touched on a few times in this is about the motivation for why you maybe maintain the kind of body you do or or go for the kind of image that you do. And so often, the motivation of that can be a kind of highly driven, unhealthy. I would say it's almost something like self justification, where. Um, people talk about it in terms of I uh, I need to go and run and I need to go and do a 5k um, and I can't eat pudding tonight I've not earned it and it's mm. almost like life it's like you're viewing life and yourself in kind of the category of earning righteousness and security rest you know when when can you have a chilled out evening and enjoy a bit of chockey and you're like well I can't I used to do I've, that. Not, I've not done enough yet and I just think that that's like I just that's the gospel that's a gospel issue yeah it comes down to it. it's like can are you happy and at rest in and with yourself because you've been made right before God in Christ or are you like I've got to do this myself which I, I do see that and you know some of the people who attempt really big um kind of physical feats <laughs> um it can happen, you know. There's a kind of so some so. What's a good way of doing that? I want to say I want to uh, do a big old run, uh, or 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 just you know I want to maintain a six pack, whatever it is. You could do that out of just I enjoy being fit and healthy. I enjoy the activity. I like the routine. 
it's a nice there's a great sort of mental side of that of the discipline and um it's something to aim for it's a hobby and i do it all out of kind of a happy relaxed i'm chilled that's great and ideally you could say and like i did recently if i break my finger i'm not going to get to the gym for six twice weeks. twice i'm not going to go for the gym for to, for 12 weeks um do you know i mean and it's like yeah. fine it can take it or leave it whereas if it's like i have to be on to the next thing i have to push myself i've got to achieve i'm not happy i can't rest can't be at peace unless i'm doing more pushing myself more more chiseled less fat do you know what i mean yeah that begin you begin to say is that someone who can't accept they've been justified by someone else and they're having to do it themselves it themselves but i don't think we realize that's where it comes from i feel like i feel like in the past I've been there, maybe not so yeah. much, but and maybe I was blind, maybe blind to that fact. I hadn't even thought about it in that way, but I think you're right. Got a Lisa, Martin Luther quote, as I often do. Go on. He said, um, "God doesn't love God doesn't love us because we're attractive, but His love for us makes us attractive, so that when we know we're loved, that makes us more happy and peaceful and." good people to be around yeah because we naturally think we have to make ourselves attractive for him to love us yeah and we think that with other people as well the best friends are people who love you when you're not at your best mm-hmm. so that does go right to the heart of what the gospel's about then doesn't it i think it does and every I, I, mm, we're going to say that on every episode of this podcast because everything in our life and that's the thing there. you don't think you can get away from that can you yeah if we believe the gospel is as fundamental and central as it is, then everything is linked to it. And nothing, there's no part of us that doesn't need it. Mm. And it's important, it is important maybe to say the gospel includes eternal hope for our bodies, that we're not. Yeah. Our, our hope for the future isn't that our spirits are just going to soar off to heaven and live in the disembodied cloud land forever, but we're looking forward to the resurrection of our bodies. And they'll be resurrected to live on the earth with Jesus, with each other, physically, forever, <laughs> without any problems, without mm. without sin, illness, pain, injuries, everything that's wrong with them at the moment will be put right yeah we have to include we have to include that actually in our like our our idea of what the gospel is and what god has for us and that should also help us to chill out a bit yeah like can i chill out about my white hairs yeah yeah i feel like we said this about said this about work as well comes back to the gospel and it helps us to chill out a bit <laughs> and yeah. to frame things in that way yeah yeah so and it's the same it doesn't mean we can we just neglect our current bodies and yeah. eat whatever we want but we can chill out we can chill out and we can do what we do out of relaxed peaceful acceptance before God 
mm. and not out of frantic sort of self-reliance whether that's on physical performance in some kind of sport or whether it's on um, having your hair done you know really often or whatever it is yeah so I, I feel like that's scratched the surface she <laughs> really has just but we're just already a, on just about 40 scratch. minutes aren't we yeah so there's probably things that we can unpack further from that what we could do is say we'll call it a day and if if anyone listening feels there's a thread in there that we need to pull on a bit more yeah please drop us a line because yeah. we could we could spend we could spend a lot of time going down a number of those tangents that we've yeah. talked about yes yeah, there's idea. probably some mileage in many of them great stuff um next episode i think um we'd like to hear about uh, the big <laughs> the big physical uh challenge you set yourself well, I might not do it now. <laughs> no, I think it's a good one. He condemned. To just tell us, what is it? If you want to go public. If I go public, I commit to it. Yeah. And I'm only 80% of the way there in my mind. Okay, okay. We can hold back if but then, But then my parents did something which means I'm probably 90% of the way there in my mind. And also my wife... Yeah, I think it's. I think I'm gonna do it. So I reckon, I reckon the the final few percent could be uh, erased now. As you, I think announced. basically, me and my mate Dwight, and hopefully my mate Fred, our mate Dwight and our mate Fred, we're thinking we might run an ultra marathon in February on Dartmoor. So uh, it's not very long. It's only, it's only about th- what, what two months away, three months away. Yeah, it's not under far. three months. And how 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 long is an ultra marathon? Well, an ultra marathon is anything over a marathon. Mm. So technically, you could do forty three k, but we're signing up oh. for a fifty k. So we're doing eight k, eight k too many, seven point nine k too many. So it's stupid. It is really stupid, but we felt like we just needed to. We've been talking about it quite a lot. We thought, actually, you know what? Let's just do it. Whether we survive is another. <laughs> Whether you still have legs at the end of it. So there you go. It's public. I suppose I better do it now. <laughs> Sorry to force <laughs> you into that. Outed you. No, I've just been waiting. I haven't. I haven't paid for it yet. I haven't actually fully registered. Maybe we do a broadcast from the finish line. I'll, so I'll be there. I will not be participating. Um, I think 10K is about my uh, my running limit. Um, but I could be there with a roving mic. That would be fun. Finish line interview. Interviewing other fans. <laughs> anyway, hold me to it, listeners. Yeah. And hold Dwight to it. Fred to it. And Fred. And... Uh, Make sure that they they run it out of the happy and glad overflow <laughs> justification by faith alone and grace alone and Christ alone. Amen. Let's have a carbonara. Mm-hmm.